Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Let me just thank you for who you are, Lord, and for the unique personality that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord, that we can have joy in your presence, Lord, fullness of joy, and we can see the things that we desire and you come to fruition, Lord, and we thank you for accomplishing your will on the earth, Lord, and allowing us to be a part of it, God. We thank you for your creation, and we thank you for your word that never fails, Lord, your love that never fails, and we just thank you for this opportunity to share with others the joy that has been brought into our lives through you, Lord, and through your son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you would send the Holy Spirit to minister to each and every person their needs, Lord, that you would touch their hearts, God, that you would open their eyes, the heart of their eyes, Lord, the eyes of their heart, and that you would unveil their their minds so that they understand you, Lord, and that they see you. So we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion of the Word, and in particular, studying the Lord's house. And this morning, we're going to get into the breastplate, which is one of the garments for the priesthood. We're still continuing in that section of Scripture, which is in Exodus 28. But uh, before we get into the word, I just want to, I'll say first, invite everyone. If you're in the Hampton Roads area, and forgive me if I don't invite enough, um, but I'll say it now, it's a standing invitation, all right? If you're in the Hampton Roads area, and we would love to connect with you, and for you to be a part of these discussions, doesn't always mean you have to be on a microphone, right? But just to be a part of the body coming together and to discuss the word together, right? Because um, that's where we learn and grow. And we, you know, as Dean, as you pointed out the other day, uh, or the other uh, previous episode about iron sharpening iron and building each other up, and just to connect with fellow believers that want to grow in the Lord and in, in their faith, right? That's what this is all about. So. There's an open invitation. If you're in the Hampton Rose area, just reach out either through our, you know, connect with us through our website, adayofprayer.org, or through, um, you know, directly through email, ministry at adayofprayer.org. All right. We'd love to hear from you, love to connect with you. And for those that are unable to join us here and still listen and download the, these podcasts, we are grateful and blessed for you. And also, we'd ask that you would like the episodes that you that bless you. Subscribe on this or any number of our platforms, or the platforms we can find us at. They're not ours, <laughs> but um, you know, the Lord is con- constantly expanding our our territory, and you know, we are on more and more platforms all the time. So, you know, the whole point and purpose of that is so that the gospel can go forth throughout the entirety of the world, and then also to share because. We don't just want the gospel to go forth. We want people to learn and grow, or one, to be blessed, and then two, to grow in not the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, not just about him, but who he is. So grow in a relationship. Amen? 
Amen. Amen. So, that being said, we are moving forward, and we're going to discuss the breastplate uh, in the garments for the priesthood. So, can I get a volunteer to read Exodus 28, verses 15 through 30, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. You shall make the breastplate of judgment, artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. You shall make it. It shall be doubled into a square. A span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. And you shall put settings of stone in it, four rows of stones. The first row shall be sardis, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third, the third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. Amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. And the stones shall have the names of the twelve sons of Israel, twelve according to their names. Like the engravings of a signet, each one with its own name, they shall be according to the twelve tribes. You shall make chains for the breastplate at the end, like braided cords of pure gold. And you shall make two rings of gold for the breastplate, and put the two rings on the twelve on the two ends of the breastplate, sorry. Then you shall put the two braided chains of gold and the two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate, and the other two ends of the braided Two braided chains you shall fasten to the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in the front. You shall make two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it, which is on the inner side of the ephod. And two other rings of gold you shall make and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod towards its front, right at the seam above the intricately woven band of the ephod. Then you shall bind the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod using a blue cord so that it is above the intricately woven band of the ephod and so that the breastplate does not come loose from the ephod. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate of judgment over his heart when he goes into the holy place as a memorial before the Lord continually. And you shall put it and you shall put in the breastplate of the of judgment the ream and the Tanim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. So Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. Mm. Amen. There's a lot in there, or as another brother in Christ would say, that is loaded. It is loaded. Um. You know, the very first thing that, that jumps out at me is the breastplate is called the breastplate of judgment, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Which is incredible. Um, I guess I want to ask this question first. What is your understanding of judgment? Mm. I would say when I think of judgment, um, almost like in a court case, passing a, a ruling on something or like a set of facts that are presented, setting precedent for something else. Um, the Lord calling what what was brought to him, what it is, even though somebody else should have called it something different. Okay. Who was that determined by? 
What's here, brother? Oh, you know where I'm going. I do know where you're going. That's, that's why I asked the question. Linear. So, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, mishpat is how it's pronounced. Um, the definition of judgment. The origin is from shafat, uh, properly a verdict, favorable or unfavorable, pronounced judicially, especially a sentence of a formal decree, human um, participants, divine law, individual or collective, including the act, replace the suit, the crime, and the penalty, abstractly justice, including a participant's right or privilege, statutory or customary, or even of style. So mm -hmm. I would say that's, you know, uh, when we think about at right the beginning, it talks about a verdict. Mm -hmm. It's usually a pronouncement of either guilty or not guilty. Is we're making a judgment against those two things. Okay. It's a more common way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we typically only use it in the negative style, right? Yes. We pass judgment on them indicating a negative judgment of guilty, not Mm -hmm. Not very rarely is it used of, of a positive outcome. Right. Yes. But let's also consider some things. <clears throat> because we're talking about with breastplates, right? And talking about the armor of God. It's called the breastplate of righteousness, right? Now, in this breastplate, um, well, first, let's talk about it what the workmanship is and the materials that were used in it. What were they? Um, gold, blue, purple, and scarlet, and fine woven linen. So, are they not the same things that you see made in the ephod? Yes. yes. Okay. Same materials. And, what do they represent? Gold was God's divine nature. Mm -hmm. Blue was um his high was hit high priestliness. Okay. Purple. We'll go to. Purple is his kingship. Kingship. Right? He yes. is. We have a king of kings, or he is the king of kings and lord of lords. Right. Yes. Okay. The red represents his blood. Represents him as savior. Which he did through the shedding of his blood. Yes. Okay. Yes. What else? And I'm not completely sure about white. White is him as the son of God. Talking about his righteousness. Now, these materials are, again, all speaking to Jesus. Right? Same things throughout the ephod, throughout the door to the tabernacle, throughout the screen and the veil. Right? For entering into the actual, from the outer court into the tabernacle, and then entering into the, whole, the most holy place or the holy of holies. Right? Yes. Okay. But there's also an interesting aspect of this. They are shaped into a, well, so. Excuse me. It's shaped, doubled into a square, it says, right? Mm -hmm. Span shall be a length and it's, uh, span shall be a width, mm. right? So a perfect square. Yes. Okay? Yes. Everybody get that? Yes. Um, so perfect square. 
And then there are settings of stones put in it. Four rows, right? Yes. Um, and then it goes into the different types of stones. Okay? Okay. But then in verse 21, it says, The stones shall have the names of the son of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Everybody understand? Know what a signet is? Isn't that yes, it's, it's on a ring, and you, it's used to sign something. It's usually on King a ring. Seal. Mm-hmm. There's a seal. It's used as a seal, and whoever wears the signet comes in the power and authority of the king or the one that sent him, right? Yes. And they are able to make things binding, law, if you will. Yes. Everybody tracking? They understand that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so I bring that up because it's important. Um, both the square, right? These things were built into a square. They were also um, representative of the 12 tribes of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And they were set in stone. Or in, in, sorry, set in a um, in a setting, right? To yes, hold yes. these precious stones in place. Okay, and then where was this located on the priest? Where was it positioned? It was over his heart. The breastplate. So it's over his heart, right? Yes. So let's also consider this for a moment, because the Lord says this, right? Where your treasure is, there your Heart will be also. Okay. So, these are representative of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel. The high priest and the garments and everything they wore. Representative of Christ in all his, his I'll say, I don't want to say offices because it's not accurate, right? But as the four things, right? As, as our great high priest, right? Yes. As King of kings and Lord of lords, as our Savior, and as the Son of God, Right? Yes. yes. And these are woven throughout. Okay? Which also speaks to, one, how he lived, right? And uh, we read, we talked about this in a previous setting, um, uh, earlier podcast episode, excuse me, how that was a request of Job, that he asked for someone to, right, the high, essentially a, a high priest, one that could go before God and man, right? Yes. Yes. So, of course, speaking to Christ. But then is also the connection point here. These things were bound on, or was placed on the breastplate, or it was the breastplate, so on the heart of God, right? Yes. So we are his treasure, right? But then let's also look at, at what he's doing. And so when we look at the stones and we look at what they're set in, Okay, and it's also interesting to note where they represent the twelve tribes, how they are set up. Again, it's in a perfect square, and there are four rows of three. Right, mm-hmm. not three rows of four. Four rows of three. Mm-hmm. Can anyone tell me the significance of that? What does three represent? Mm-hmm. 
Um, the, the Trinity. Godhead. The Godhead. What does four represent? Praise. Okay. And in the praise, right, it's also us, I'll say, joining the Godhead, right? Not becoming yes. an extra God, but being one with the Father, as Jesus clearly described in the Gospels. Amen. We are one with him, and they are, God is one with us, and, and we, are we are one are with seated, each other, and we are one. And we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. So, all this matters, right? And you have the Lord in and throughout, right? Yes. Through the whole underneath of this breastplate, right? That these stones are set into. Um, could you please turn to Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 21. I'm there. Excellent, sir. Check out the Charles. Okay. We'll be let's, hold on, hold on. Let's give. Hey, <laughs> hey sir. Instructions uh, first. <laughs> I was going to read it for what the Lord is describing to me. Oh, goody. Well, um, I'm going to give you some direction now. All right. Okay. But when we open it up for comments, I absolutely love to hear what the Lord is <laughs> speaking to you and sharing with you through His Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, yes. I think uh, there's an Absalom in the room. <laughs> of course not. No. You can't have any of that. No, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> not my children. Not right? my babies. Oh, man. Uh, so there's a couple places here. And one second. Let's see. Can... I get you to begin in verse 9, sir. Yes. And read through 27, please. Yes. Thank you, sir. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out heaven like descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as a crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city laid out at, the city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundation of the wall of the city were the foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third calicid. Kalekadoni, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardis, the seventh 
chrysalin, chrysalin, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth cryoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. 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 Sorry. Sorry. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, tons in there. And, Mm-mm-mm. so did everybody notice in 12 and 13, right? Mm-hmm. There was a great wall, 12 gates, 12 angels of the gates, right? And the 12 names of those 12 tribes are written on them, okay? Yes. In verse 16, how is the city laid out? In a square. In a square. Perfect square. Oh, interesting, huh? Yes. Yes. Just like this breastplate. Laid out in a perfect square. And the const- in verse 18, the construction of his wall was like jasper, and the city was like pure gold, like clear grass, right? Glass. Yes. Excuse me, not grass. Glass. <laughs> Forgive me. Amen. All right. But then in verses 19 and 20, I believe 21 as well. Um, no, tw- uh, 21 talks about the, per- the, the gates being like pearls, right? Yes. It lists all these different stones, which when if you study them out, they are identical to what you see in the breastplate. I know it appears as though they have different names, right? Yes. But if you really study these out, you will find that they are the same. So, which then only further confirms his word, which he says that these things, right, to Moses, he says, be sure you make it exactly according to the pattern, right? That you saw. That you saw, or that I showed you on the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but then let's look at this, right? Because these are a copy of things that exist in the heavenlies, right? Yes. Um, and there's one other thing. Oh, with this, where are these 12 stones located? Inside the perfect square. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. Just like in heaven, right? So, again, these are a reminder of things that are exist, that already exist, right? A copy mm-hmm. of those things. On earth so, as it is, in is also telling them what to look forward to, right? Everything yes. in here, every detail is a reminder that points to Christ, that points to us and how we apply, how we should be applying our lives and the things that the Lord has instructed us in our lives, to our lives, so we can get to where he wants us to be, which is his heart, right? Yes. Because yes. there, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Right, God is love. He loved us so much that he paved a way for us to remain with him for eternity. Right? Yes. yes. Um, there's also another um, thing that I want to bring up. Uh, can I get a volunteer to turn to Ephesians 2? And when you get there, let me know.
Okay. Can I get you to read from verse 19 through uh, Ephesians 3, verse 7? Yes. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit uh, to his holy apostles and prophets that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Amen. So in Ephesians, he says that you are no longer strangers and foreigners, right? Yes. Why? And how does it relate to the breastplate? We've we've already kind of talked about it a little bit here. So, the colors represent Christ. Yes. Working in and through, and they're also woven in and throughout this breastplate, right? Yes. His character. So, it also... His divine nature, right, woven throughout. So his character, his nature, his attributes working in and through us, those that have been purified, right? So we've been made clean through him, through Christ, through his work on the cross, the shedding of his blood. He's our savior, right? But he's also our our king, our high priest, and he is the son of God, right? Yes. We are the righteousness in Christ Jesus, right? So he has made us clean, we're, so we're not strangers or foreigners, but we are sons of God, right? Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, right? Yes. Um, but then also, what did we just read about in Revelation? We had the foundations with the 12 names of the apostles. Oh, okay. On. What's it say here in Ephesians 2.20? Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Okay. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. G- Christ is the cornerstone. To which everything must line up to. Amen. All right? And it's a perfect square. So everything is divine order in its proper place, right? Do we see that here? Everything in its proper place. Now, with the stones, um, it doesn't say which one's which, right? It just says the 12 names. Hebrew is different. It reads from right to left, not left to right, Mm -hmm. like we do here in the the United States, right? so, if you were to go in birth order, it might be a little different, right? Um, but we're not going to split hairs over that, right? It's about us ex- exemplifying, right? Christ's character, nature, and attributes in our lives, right? He 
so we see that even in heaven, right? The, there are the yes. same stones. They represent the same things, but he is the cornerstone. Everything must come into alignment with him, right? Yes. That's, that's the, the plumb line, if you will, right? But then he goes into greater detail how we're being fitted, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Didn't we just read about that in Revelation? There is no temple there. So be why? Because the Lord lives and dwells in us. We grow into the temple, right? That's why Peter says later, and come to him as a living stone being built up, right? Yes. Into the house of God, right? Which Paul talks about here in Ephesians 2, verse 22, right? In whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit, right? And I, I felt a sense that you needed to read into chapter 3 because this isn't just talking about the children of Israel, right? Yes. He says that this is, and it says this in other places in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament as well, right? It's... Is it for anyone that would call and believe on the name of the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Gentiles as well, right? Says, I have sheep that are not, Jesus himself said, I have sheep that are not of this fold. There was no New Testament in Christ's day. That was written after he ascended to heaven and is and seated at the right hand of the Father. So clearly he was speaking what the Father said and was saying, but he had also what the Father had said through his prophets, Right? Yes. Okay. And it also says that not all who are Israel are of Israel. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't eliminate someone who is not born Jewish or a Jew or mm -hmm. a Hebrew, right? This is yes. open for anyone that would call or believe in the Lord, have the opportunity to, well, I'll say to humble ourselves, to call on his name, to repent, to place him in his rightful place as the Lord of our lives, for us to be his people, or and to said, be said another way, to be grafted in to or as a son or daughter, right? As that olive branch, as a son or daughter of the Most High God, and receive the same reward to go to his heaven, to spend eternity with him, right? Yes. This matters. Mm -hmm. It is vital to your life now and especially for eternity. So I just want to invite you to understand this and, and to receive every good and perfect thing that the Lord has for you and wants to bestow on you, both now and for eternity. Mm -hmm. But we're going to pause, and we're going to pause there for today. All right. Um, if there's any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Right, we'd love to discuss scripture with you. We'd love to connect with you. And of course, uh, you know you can do that either through our website, dayofprayer.org, or directly through email, ministry at adayofprayer.org. Um, so with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit so that we can tell what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I also just thank you for giving us this time and opportunity to come together and talk about your word. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.